And now, presenting the Star of the Show podcast with your host, Delaney Swift. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. I am your host, Delaney Swift, and welcome back if you're coming back for another round. And if you're new here, thank you so much. Thanks for taking the dive in and for being a fan. Just kidding. But seriously, thank you so much for being here. I am feeling good vibes for 2024. I'm hoping that that sustains itself. If you didn't listen to the last episode, I set a theme for myself each year. Well, I started it last year and I'm doing it again this year. Last year, my theme was lean into uncertainty and embrace discomfort. And this year, my theme is to be unapologetic. And my mantra is I will not abandon myself. If you want to know more about that and why I choose to do that, listen to my last episode from last week. And it goes all into like my 2024 goals and just why I choose to do a theme over goals and resolutions. It's just a little bit easier to stick with the whole year. And that's better for my brain and easier for me to keep up with all year round. Today is a solo Q&A episode where I am answering some questions and it's going to be somewhat related to new year, 2024 goals, wellness, and then also some pop culture trends and just what I expect for 2024 in pop culture and just trends overall. And also I want to do some ins and outs of 2024 because I'm feeling some like new energy, but also very like nostalgic energy and bringing back some trends from previously. I hope that that's the right vibe because I really am feeling it. I don't know if it's just because I'm listening to Paris Hilton's memoir and I just listened to Britney Spears's memoir. Oh, I also listened to Matthew Perry's. So that's probably why I'm feeling this way, but I'm feeling some nostalgic energy coming back. And I think that some other people can sense that as well. Okay, let's get right into the questions, shall we? The first question is, how do you balance your podcasting schedule with other commitments in your life? So every week I release an episode on Wednesday. I work from pretty much like nine to five. So I'll usually record either like in the mornings before work or after work. And if I'm scheduling interviews, I'll just like schedule around that schedule. Usually it'll be after work or on the weekend sometimes, but and that makes it a little bit more difficult. But that honestly to me is the easy part, like getting guests, interviewing them. That's the easy and the fun part. That's like the meat and potatoes of it. The hard part for me is like editing the videos, downloading all of the videos and like editing them and chopping them up and repurposing it. That to me is like the most time consuming. It's fun, but it's time consuming for me because I have other things that like I need to prioritize. So growing the podcast is harder for me than like actually doing the meat and potatoes of it. And that to me is like the fun part and the part that is more manageable is like scheduling the guests and interviewing them, coming up with the questions, scheduling it and doing like the actual interview. That to me is like the fun part and the part that's manageable for me and my schedule. But I will say like all of that additional stuff, adding the videos, like posting it all on all of your accounts, editing like the long form videos and then like the short form ones, like all of that is a task and growing a podcast is harder than it seems. And that is something I want to work on in 2024. So to answer your question, I do it kind of like around my work schedule and whenever I can get it done. 
and I just edit whenever I have time. Usually my editing falls to like Sunday, Monday or Tuesday and I'm like doing the last minute stuff for my podcast episode coming out on Wednesday, usually on Tuesday and then I promote it on Wednesday. I know I don't do the best job of it, want to get better at that, but that's how I kind of manage it right now. Okay, next question. Are there any influencers or podcasters who have personally influenced you or your style or your content? So actually, I was just talking to someone about this, and I feel like some people that are coming to mind right now are like Eli Rallo, Girl Boss Town, um, who else was the, oh, like Claudia Oshray and Jackie, like those, the girls from The Morning Toast or The Toast now. Those are people that I really look up to in the industry. There's so many more people that I absolutely love online. But my kind of like goal or my vibe is to be someone who's involved in pop culture, involved in media and entertainment, someone who talks about that, but also someone who shares their personal life or just their life, things about their life in general on social media as well and is not really siloed into one topic, but has pop culture at the center of it, if that makes sense. So people that I really look up to that I feel do that well are, like I said, Eli Rallo, um, the Oshrey sisters, Girl Boss Town. I feel like there's others, but those are the ones that are coming to mind right now. And they influence a lot of like my style for posting and how I show up online. And just they've been huge sources of inspiration for me this year. Oh, also Amanda Hirsch of the Not Skinny But Not Fat podcast. She is another one who I absolutely love. Anybody who is kind of involved in like the pop culture space, but shares about their life and like we kind of follow them for their take on things. It's really hard to describe. We kind of think of them as like pop culture thought leaders in a way, but we're also super invested in like who they are. And Amanda Hirsch is a huge one for me. I really love her. I love her podcast and I feel like she's really good at asking questions, asking tough questions. Like I don't know where she learned her interview skills, but that is something that I work want to work on in 2024 is getting better at my interview skills and my listening and not saying like so much because I listened back to some of my episodes and it makes me want to die listening to how many times I say like. I talk for a living at work like I, well, I should be listening. I do listen. But I'm in sales, so I have to talk to people all day long, and I'm on calls all day long, and I feel like I have a pretty professional way of speaking when I'm presenting or when I'm talking to a client, but when it comes to talking on a podcast or talking casually or to friends, I don't even realize how much I'm saying like, so I really want to work on being better at interviewing as well. And that wasn't even the purpose of this question, but yeah, she's someone who I've realized more recently has is very good at interviewing and you may not like hear it when you first listen to her episodes but then once you're a podcast host yourself like she's very good at getting to the point and getting the answers that you want out of people and that I feel like is an art. I also really look up to Jenna Palak. I have followed her for a while. She's also from Cleveland, Cleveland girly. She's dating uh, Connor Saley from The Bachelor so I feel like that's how a lot of people know of her but I just found her on social media and really like following her. She is someone who shares a lot of her life and she's just like very honest and open with her audience. She's very um, engaged with her audience. Like she does all these events and she does these giveaways. She just really, those are basic, I know, but there are very creative ways. I feel like she gets involved with her audience that 
no other influencer does and I really respect that about her like she'll just like go and do their makeup for a wedding or a bachelorette party and just show up and surprise them or she will I I don't know I'm trying to think she'll just like go out to dinner or go to a concert or something like last minute with her followers and it's I don't know it's just really cool to see someone like actually having a human connection with their followers that's super inspiring to me Basically, I'm into anyone who sh- like shares their opinion and their life unfiltered. I'm so over the filters. I'm so over the aesthetically pleasing content. I'm over all of like the curation. It's just so exhausting to me. So anyone who shows their true self or just like their non-curated self and shares their opinions and thoughts, I really look up to. And that's the type of content that I gravitate towards and that I want to create. So having people who are like non-aesthetically pleasing all the time is but still make it aesthetically pleasing is what I live up to because I'm just not the aesthetic content girly but I'm a very creative person and I like to express myself so those people are people that I really admire I have so many ride or die people online that I follow and anytime they post something I go to their page and make sure I'm all caught up on their content I made a video about it I did like a part one on my TikTok so if you want to go watch that to get inspiration for like people to follow or just hear about who my inspiration is online, you can watch that video. But let's get to the next question, shall we? Because I could go on about this forever. Okay. Next question is what personal advice do you have someone looking to start their own podcast or start something like a business or something in 2024? In my advice, I have without any qualification whatsoever, besides the fact that I started a podcast is to just start. I put off starting so many things for so long just out of fear. And if you know me in my personal life or you're like one of my followers on Instagram who are like mostly people from college or high school, then you will know that I have started businesses, blogs, social media accounts. I have talked about health and wellness. I've talked about my life. I've talked about grief. I've talked about pop culture. Like I have done it all, I feel like, on social media and just tried so many different things and that's just who I am as a person so it could look like flighty or flaky and that really held me back because I'm like oh god they're not going to take me seriously no who gives a shit what people think if you're going to let that dictate your life you're never going to get anywhere or start anything and there are countless entrepreneurs and successful people that have done a million things before they actually got to what made them successful So my advice, if you're wanting to start something in 2024, like stop researching it so much, stop thinking about it so much, stop obsessing, just literally start it and fix it later. Just start it and then you can just adjust from there. But if you never take the leap, like you're just going to keep hyping yourself up and getting scared. So just do it and you can adjust later. And also let yourself be bad at it because you're not going to be amazing or perfect at it at first. Just like let yourself be bad at it and enjoy the process because that is like the whole point of it. That's the purpose is you're supposed to enjoy it. So just let yourself be bad at it. Let yourself enjoy the process and you will get better inevitably by doing it over and over again. Okay, the next question is, are there any specific personal goals or milestones that you want to achieve in the future with your podcast? And I'm just going to make this generalize and I'm just going to say my goals in general are to be like my own boss and I really want to grow my own brand I want to have the podcast I want to have my social media accounts I really 
like just some general goal. Well, these aren't general. They're very specific. I want to attend BravoCon and I want to be sent to BravoCon by Bravo or by a brand. I want to attend. I want to do something with Netflix, like in collaboration or promote something with Netflix, maybe something with A24. I also want to, uh, oh my gosh, I I'm literally blanking. I want to go on like a brand trip or some sort of brand activation. I know it might be harder because I live in Tampa and I feel like everyone in New York and LA gets those, those types of experiences. These are my big, like weighty lofty goals that I'm really afraid to speak on, but I'm saying them out loud and I'm going to sound so crazy and out there to some people, but I don't care because I'm, that's another thing is I don't want to ever stop like saying things that I want out of fear that it sounds weird or sounds too big and like I'm never going to get there or just like dumb myself down for other people and I don't want anyone of you to do that either because we have to say these things and get comfortable with the idea of them and speaking them into existence because I genuinely think that's how you're going to believe that these things are possible. Also, I think around Christmas 2024, it would be really cool to do something with like Hallmark or Lifetime promoting a movie that they have coming up or talking about favorite Hallmark or Lifetime movies. That would be a huge dream. I would love to work with Poppy, like the soda, you know, company. Um, I would also love to work with Airy, that is a huge dream brand of mine because I swear by them. I literally wear so much Airy. I will, I, I will ride or die by them. I wear so much of their workout clothes. Pretty much every piece of workout clothing that I own is from Airy. I also in 2024 want to work towards like doing paid brand deals and partnering with brands that I love. And I also really, well, that's, I, I'm getting sidetracked, but that is a huge goal for me is to at least just have like literally one video. If I have in all of 2024, if I get paid to do one video and work with one brand that I like, that will be a successful year for me. I am literally making it so simple. Like I just one that just one amazing success. You're a rock star. I'm going to make it happen. Okay. Next question. Can you share some of your wellness goals that you have made for yourself this year and why you're setting those specific goals? Okay. I am not setting any wellness goals for myself for 2024. My theme for this year, like I said, is just to be unapologetic and not abandon myself. And if you've listened to previous podcast episodes, then you know that I struggle with like OCD and anxiety and perfectionism. And that is really hard for me to set very specific routines. I feel like I'm already a very routine person and I, I like obsessed with my routine, but it almost becomes a fault to where if I don't do certain things perfectly or do them every single day, then I feel like my day is a failure. And I got really addicted to my routine and I would get, I don't know, I'll just get really anxious if I didn't do my routine. And that's also not the way that I want to live. So in 2024, I just want to continue to work out and do classes that I love. I use class pass. So I really love doing hot mat Pilates. I'm obsessed with hot mat Pilates. I go like at least twice a week and then I'll also do some hit workouts or like reformer Pilates. 
I was never a Pilates girl, so I'm really shocked. Like, I feel still kind of like a fish out of water when I go to these classes. But I love the hot mat ones because it's on a mat. You're using weights. You're using, like, props and, and tools and, like, ankle weights and stuff like that. But you're also sweating your ass off. So you're using muscles. You're using weight. But you're also sweating a ton. And it's still kind of, like, relaxing in a way, even though you feel like you're getting a good workout. So... I love those classes. I've been loving reformer Pilates. I haven't done a lot of HIIT workouts in a while. And I've noticed that my migraines and my fatigue have severely decreased since I stopped doing so so many HIIT workouts. Although I do love HIIT workouts and I love the way it makes my body look and just the way that I feel so strong. But I need to do more of a balance in the new year because I was doing so many HIIT workouts, like at least three a week. And I was so fatigued. Like sometimes I would come home like during the workday and have to like lay down because I was so fatigued and I was in the chiropractor. That's another huge thing. I was in the chiropractor like multiple times a week. There was a period of time where I was going like every other day because I was in so much pain. And I think it's seriously because of how much pressure I was putting on my joints by like jumping and doing these really high intensity high intensity workouts that were putting a lot of pressure on my body and making me feel super inflamed. So I'm not even kidding you. I have not gone to the chiropractor since September and I've barely had any pain when it was chronic and my chiropractor was like, damn, your body's inflamed. You need to come like more often. So haven't been since September and that's a huge win for me. But that being said, I would really like to work out some sort of way to do more of a balance and get a little bit of both. Um, Want to continue sauna and ice bath in the new year. We have a sauna and ice bath at our house because Daniel is a wellness nut. So he got that for our house last year and want to continue that. I want to maybe not be as big of a baby when it comes to the ice bath, but I do think that I need to go back to the functional medicine doctor. I would like to prioritize staying consistent with like doctor's appointments and um, dentist appointments go to the dermatologist, stay up with like the gynecologist, all of that, because I have a lot of like history of cancer in my family and just like health problems. So I would really like to stay on top of that, but also come at it from like a holistic point of view as well. So back on my supplement game, that would be nice. But prioritizing balance was a huge thing for me in 2023. I know there's really no such thing as balance, but I kind of just threw away all of my strict routines in 2023 and allowed there to be some sort of, yeah, for lack of a better term, balance in my life. I stopped beating myself up for watching too much TV or scrolling too much or stopped beating myself up for looking at my phone too early in the morning and having all these rules in my head that were pointless. Some things are helpful, of course, but I was just getting way too regimented with certain things to where it would ruin my whole entire day if I strayed outside the lines. So adding back in some room for freedom and fun and not being mad at myself if I had a headache from having too many glasses of wine, just more of that in 2023, but prioritizing my health, of course, as always, and my mental health. And honestly, my mental health, knock on wood, has been in such a great place as of recently. I think that has to do with like a variety of factors. Therapy really helped. Candidly, I haven't been going for the past like three months since September since I switched jobs. 
because of my insurance switch so I have to get a new therapist and I just haven't gotten to the I haven't gotten around to finding a new one yet but I actually feel like taking that time off after like a year of going to the same therapist consistently really allowed me to integrate it and I don't think that I would be in the same place if I hadn't taken that break honestly and I'm kind of feeling really good about where I'm at mentally because I'm actually able to integrate the things that I was learning in therapy. So I don't know if that applies to you guys, but I'm a huge, huge fan of therapy. But sometimes you actually do need to take what you've learned and put it into practice. So just a little tidbit for 2024. All right, next question. How do you think the influencer industry is going to change this year? Okay, good question. I have no fucking clue because they're constantly throwing us curveballs, but If we look at the core of things, I feel like it hasn't changed too drastically in the last year or so. I feel like people were really craving more authenticity, more relatability, more honesty. And I think more of that going into 2023 or 2024 will continue. I think we just really want to get to know people and feel like we have an inside scoop into their lives. And I saw someone talk about like how online people are going to be gravitating towards like high definition content. So in other words, recording on like a camera or yeah, I guess a camera and then posting it online. And that just feels like doing the absolute most most to me. So I'm really scared of that. If that's the case, I do not want to do that. I'm already trying to keep up with like doing the podcast and doing video and repurposing the video. Like I'm already behind on that. That's just adding a whole nother level. And it's, scary but I think we are going to see a lot more people doing content in 2024 or trying to do content and I'm a little nervous that it is going to make things harder for people to to grow but I also know that it's still such a like quote-unquote new industry so this is hard because I I'm not, I'm no girl boss town, so I don't really know how the trends are going to go, but I do think more relatability, more honesty, more unfiltered content. I know this is like kind of a no brainer and I'm probably not saying anything people don't already know, but I think that people that aren't talking on their pages, on their accounts and aren't showing any of their personality are not going to build as much of a loyal following as people who are letting everything in like Alex Searle, for example. I think we're going to see a lot more brands partnering with influencers. I think we're going to see people integrating their brand partnerships into their videos in a more seamless way rather than be like, this video is brought to you by Seed. This is, you know, Athletic Greens. I think we're going to see like a vlog maybe of our of a creator's day and then the product is like seamlessly placed into the video and I've started to see that already I think more of that I think brands are going to hopefully get more feedback from consumers and from the creators from just their overall um, consumers as a whole I also would love to see brands sending free product to like their most loyal customers and utilizing that more as a way of marketing I think that they that some brands are already doing that and but not on like a large scale. I think treating customers like content creators is 
huge because you make people feel special and it's a way to tell like a great story and get really authentic content and feedback. But I, I also have no clue. All right, next. Um, how do you stay up to date on the latest pop culture trends? Like where are you getting all of your information? Okay. Um, literally e-news, daily mail, um, pop crave, all of the creators I mentioned at the beginning of this video, um, what else? Page six, like any TMZ, any of those accounts, that's where I'm getting my, my news. And honestly, I still feel like I'm getting stuff late. So I think I might put like an alert on my phone for the news app just to like get some updates, which is kind of toxic, but I don't know. It's, it's fun for me to look at. So I'll, I'll try it. And if it gets too annoying, I might turn it off, but nothing like getting it in real time. You know what I mean? Also, Side note, the morning show with Reese Witherspoon and Jennifer Aniston is making me look at the world of news and talk shows and just like politics, pop culture, like everything so much differently. It's such a good show. I am fully obsessed. I did not know when I started this show how good it was going to be. I knew it was good, but I did not know how good it was going to be. If you've not watched that yet, you need to. There is so much. There's love there's death, there's drama, there's, oh gosh, there's just so much. It's so, so good. All right. Next question. Can you discuss how nostalgia is going to come into play in 2024 trends and how it might influence pop culture? Okay. This is kind of what I was talking about at the beginning of the episode. I feel kind of a shift back to the sass, the carefree nature of it all aspect of pop culture from like the early 2000s I feel that coming back like think that think of that uh band play that was like there is no one else that I can say this to and there is nothing better than to talk to you oh my god I'm so sorry you had to witness that but you remember that that song that band and like Britney Spears and Sync, Christina Aguilera, JoJo, just all of the early 2000s culture, the style, the fashion, the music, the just sass of it all. I kind of feel some sort of that coming back. I don't know how. I don't think it's going to be anything like it was previously. I also think there was a lot of toxicity going on around that time in the industry of like entertainment, music that won't be coming back, hopefully. I'm sure there's still going to be some of it, unfortunately, but I do feel some sort of wave coming back. And I think we're going to start having like more of a relatability human aspect of our, of our lives added into pop culture somehow. I don't know how to put that into words very well, but I just feel it coming. And I don't know. I, I feel really good, interesting energy coming into 2024. I, I just feel like something bigger, big and different is coming. I, I, I don't know how to describe it or put my finger on it, but I'm excited for what's in store. And I hope we see more artists using their weird creativity and putting it into action. You didn't ask this, but I also really hope that in 2024, it's the end of like fast trends with clothes and fashion and just, gosh, I'm so sick of it. I think that 
I personally would love to see people just doing whatever they want in terms of their fashion sense and really just following through with their own fashion sense, their own style and expressing themselves that way. I would love to see more of that in 2024. I personally would love to do more of that in the new year and I'm just I'm so sick of all these things popping up constantly. The bows, the ballet flats, don't get me wrong, I love both of those things. The fur coats, the whatever. It's so hard to keep up with. But I think when people have their own sense of style, it's so attractive to me because I'm like, this is so cool. This stands the test of time. It's trendy for a lifetime if you're just yourself and you're confident in what you're putting on your body and how you present yourself. More of that energy. I also really want to see more celebrity memoirs in 2024. I'm obsessed with celebrity memoirs, biographies, people's stories. I love learning people's stories. I love knowing every detail about someone's life from start to finish. Like I love it. That is how I know that podcasting is for me because I'm so interested in learning about people and learning people's stories and telling stories. And I would love to just learn more and more about celebrities and interesting people in general. So more of that in 2024. I hope some more people come out with some. I think they will. I'm feeling I'm feeling it. I'm feeling a, a truth telling in this year. I'm currently reading Paris Hilton's book and damn. Damn. I read Matthew Perry's. I read Britney Spears's. Also damn. Like I don't know how to describe this, but I feel like reading celebrity memoirs or just memoirs in general how many times will I say the word memoir? Take a shot for every time I say it. I feel like it helps you learn not only about their life, but about culture in general and what was going on in that time. And it helps you learn about how those people were connected to other people and kind of gives you like a bigger picture of the world and a larger perspective. It like expands your brain. It's so interesting to me. I'm reading Paris's book and in it she talks about her family, the Hiltons, and her grandfather was once dating Zsa, Zsa Gabor, who was like a Hungarian, I believe, socialite. And she's iconic from that time. So the fact that her grandfather was dating this woman or actually no, married to this woman for years is crazy. And all of the people up there involved with as the like the family, the Hilton family, so crazy and just so cool because I know about so many of these people and I feel like it really helps just build this web of people in my mind and cultural historical events. It's so cool to learn about. Highly recommend that book and Britney's and Matthew Perry's. Matthew Perry's was very sad. I'm not going to lie. It was a lot about his addiction but very enlightening. And that also taught me a lot about pop culture history and Hollywood history. Really cool. Anywho, that is the first episode of 2024, answering some questions. And I'm looking forward to an amazing year. I'm putting it out in the universe. This is going to be a great year for all of us. Happy 2024. Happy New Year, guys. And I'll see you next week.
Thank you so much for listening to that episode. If you are loving the podcast, please, please leave a rating and review and tell others what you're loving about the show. It really helps grow the podcast and helps me create more content for you. If you have suggestions for the pod or questions you'd like me to answer, you can always email staroftheshowpod at gmail.com. Thanks again, and I'll see you next Wednesday.